Welcome to the Match Fit Conditioning Podcast. Transforming over 100,000 footballers worldwide. Everything we do is aimed at enabling you to gain an edge completely by yourself without needing help from a training partner or teammates. Open yourself to doing things smarter and with more intention, focus and attention to detail than your teammates, opponents and even your coaches. Are you ready to get match fit? Welcome to this lesson of from match fit conditioning. Uh, today I'm going to be looking at why it's important to train for the pace of the game rather than the length of the game in terms of stamina training. Obviously we know the game is 90 minutes and we need to be able to last that distance. However, it's a bit short-sighted to think just because a game is 90 minutes then going for a long slow distance run is going to be the way to, ch- to train for that as that's not really what the demands of the game are. So it's football is an intermittent sport. It's all about repeated bouts of short duration exercise interspersed with long periods of active and passive recovery. So that means obviously there's intense actions, the ball might go out for a throw on, you might get five seconds where you'll be standing still walking to a position. So we have really intense actions and then we have periods where sometimes we do very little. So in that, in terms of our intense actions, it's not just straight line, it's not just curves, it's a variety of things. So there's short sprints, rapid accelerations, decelerations, lots of turns. There can, for a midfielder, there can be up to a thousand turns in a game. There's jumping, kicking, tackling. So there's all these different things that go on during this kind of short, intense, peri- intense periods, followed by very little. So these brief, intense actions are what's essential to the outcome of the game. Now, generally, what we do at low intensity won't dictate what we uh, our result at the end of the day. However, those brief high-intensity actions will. So we need to make sure that we get really, really good at those high-intensity actions. In terms of distances and things like that, we don't get huge sprints. The average sprint is around 17 meters. Um, someone like a fullback might sprint uh, might sprint more than an average player. They might end up sprinting something like 30 meters in a game, and it's going to be very like in one in one go. I mean, they might sprint 30 meters without stopping, and that might be a really decisive moment where they help to prevent a goal or they help to score a goal. They might get an assist. So, in terms of the distances, it doesn't have to be huge distances that we're going through with these kind of intermittent efforts that we're trying to, but we just want to make our training as specific to the sport as possible. So if we did go out and we did long slow distance running, we probably wouldn't improve our game that much. Now, it might help us recover a little bit in between these intense periods, but if we're not training for these intense periods specifically, then we're probably not going to improve that much. There's a couple of ways that we can improve these intense actions. Uh, One of them is by increasing our top speed. And by increasing your top speed, it's going to be easier to repeat absolute speeds. So for example, say if your top speed is nine meters per second, then when you need to sprint seven meters per second, but you might have to do it in quick succession or many different times with changes of direction, we're gonna be better able to do that. It's a similar situation where if you can bench press 100 kilos, you can probably do more reps with 80 kilos. But if you increase your bench press to 120 kilos, then you're gonna be able to more easily do uh, 80 kilos for a higher number of reps. So it's the same thing when it comes to running based work. So our top speed needs to go up. And secondly, one of the things we could do in terms of our stamina training is try and train in a way that mimics the game. 
So that means we have lots of different changes of directions. We have accelerations, we have decelerations, and we try and repeat these high intensity actions with quality as frequently as possible. So what's quite nice is work to rest ratios of one to one, where you might do five to 10 seconds of work and have five to 10 seconds of rest. Um, I wouldn't really drop the rest anything uh, below the work. I would always keep it kind of level with the work or maybe a tiny bit higher because we do want to make sure that we're maintaining the quality and the speeds that we're going to actually be using during the game. So that's two ways we can do it. So we can train our max speed. We can train our ability to repeat those max speed as much as possible. And a third thing we can do is introduce the ball. Now, I, I wouldn't make introducing the ball my main focus when thinking of physical training. We have obviously most of our football training with a ball. But once our max speed is high and once you're good at repeating high intensity efforts, then we can make it even more football specific and introduce maybe a passing or a shooting element where you can do some of your runs with the ball at your feet. If you had a partner with you, you could kind of get to the end of one of your reps. So it might be something like a change direction and then you might run towards the goal. If you got a friend to love the ball for you, you could have a shot or pass it back to them and then go into your next kind of high intensity effort. So we really want to be careful with this, though, because we don't want to sacrifice the quality of your physical training and the quality of your technical training. So you really need to make sure you strike the balance between, OK, well, I'm still improving my um, phosphagen system, my glycolytic system, and I'm also increasing my technical ability. If you get to the point where you're really, really fatigued and you're doing this type of kind of combined training where there's a technical element, you might be kind of ingraining bad habits with the ball and you might also not be kind of running at higher speeds um, that you should be to train for football. So introduce the ball, but only if it doesn't kind of limit what you're actually getting out of the drills. I hope you guys got something out of this. If you think it's useful, then make sure you share it with your teammates. Thanks for tuning in to the Match Fit Conditioning Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with one of your teammates. To learn more about the Match Fit method and to start your training with us, visit www.matchfitconditioning.com. We'll show you how to gain an edge on the pitch at an elite level by transforming your fitness level, nutrition, and mindset.